Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful Brandon, Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. Woohoo! We, All right. <laughs> that's right. We are going to be studying the Torah portion today. This is Ryan Cabrera in studio with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. Welcome. We are excited. I'll tell you what, you know, Deuteronomy, the best book in the Torah. We are excited today to be studying in Deuteronomy. What a pleasure, an honor, a privilege it is to be studying in the book of Deuteronomy. The Torah portion today is called Ki Tavo, which means when you enter. It can be found in the book of Deuteronomy, starting in chapter 26 and verse 1, and finishing in chapter 29 and verse 9. Okay, the book of Deuteronomy, it is the book of remembrance. It is the fifth book found in your Bible, in the uh, Torah. And so once again, uh, we're going to break up the book of Deuteronomy into four parts. Uh, Very important because we are closing out this book pretty soon here. Uh, Chapters 1 through 4 are remembrances of the past. Once again, the first part of Deuteronomy in a four-part series is the remembrances of the past, chapters 1 through 4. you got take heed, lest thou forget. And then, of course, we're going to go into chapter 4, verse 44, all the way through chapter 26. These are the commandments for the present. Commandments for the present. So you have the Ten Commandments, and then you have the related commandments found in the second part of the four-part series in Deuteronomy here. Now, also... We have, uh, which is where we're at today, we have Options Affecting the Future, Part 3, Chapters 27 through 30. Once again, Options Affecting the Future, Chapters 27 through 30. Last but not least, uh, Chapters 31 through 34 uh, are the parting words of Moses. Uh, So Moses died. Okay, so remember that. So the portion that we're in now, the third part, Options Affecting the Future, which is chapters 27 through 30, are the blessings and the cursing. So with that, uh, we also have to be reminded that uh, the Torah does two things. The Torah does two things. Uh, It is, of course, uh, teachings and instructions. Uh, You can find the Hebrew root word for Torah is yara, and it means to flow as water, to lay or throw like an arrow, to point out as if by aiming the finger, and it means to teach. It means to teach. So that's the, the, the first thing that the Torah does. It's teachings and instructions. Second of all, uh, I'm going to have Ryan read 1 John 3, 4. So 1 John 3, 4. Uh, is it, that in the New Testament? It, of course, tells us what sin is. 1 John 3, 4 tells us what sin is. All right, here we are. So chapter 3, verse 4, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. So there you go, the two points that the Torah makes uh, that you really need, it's teachings and instructions, it tells us what sin is. So when you hear somebody say, well, the law's been done away with, then you have also eliminated the the idea of sin. Mm. Uh, And so once again, that's a dangerous place to go. So we're going to jump right into Kitavo when you enter. Uh, We're getting into the harvest offerings in question number one. Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 2, were the children of Israel to bring the first of all the first or all the fruit of the earth to the priest after they entered the promised land? Uh, Yes, they were. First of all, the fruit of the earth to the priest. Absolutely the fruit. Yes. And where did the priest put the basket that contained the first fruits in Deuteronomy 26 verse 4? 
Uh, it says here, And the priest shall take the basket out of thine hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. There you go. Set it down before the altar. You know, a lot of the farmers would take a little red uh, ribbon and put it around their first fruits to mark it. It's very interesting to set it apart. Very good. So once again, here we have the first fruits. Uh, question number three, uh, was there a special tithe collected in the third year? Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was a special offering in the third year. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> so a special tithe collected in the third year. So you can see all kinds of offerings found in the Old Testament. Uh, not just tithing, but other offerings as well. Uh, and once, once again, you can't outgive God, but here we have it. Uh, moving on to question number four. What two things flowed from the land? Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 15. You know, while we're on the Daniel fast, I don't think I'm allowed to say those words. You can say almond milk. Oh, like and and I could say date honey. See, See so milk okay. and honey. Oh, I did it. There's a better milk way. Milk and honey. There it is. Oh, milk how I would honey. love milk and well, honey. Well, two things flowed from the land. You know, I like a uh, the hot milk in my coffee. Yeah. Yeah, in the morning, I love the milk. The half. You and can half. have that on Sunday. Or heavy cream. You know, it's really good. And then, of course, in, in the evening, I like to have my Earl Grey tea. Uh, and have honey in that. You know, really, I think the mm-hmm. fast, we're supposed to be longing for the Lord, not for milk and honey. This is true. This is true. I'm not trying to be think, judgmental or anything. I think we're on uh, day 17. We're, we're doing what, good, you're though. counting the days? See, oh, I, see me them. and the Lord, we just get lost in one another. No, yeah. 21 is very me. important to count, okay? Three sets of seven, Ryan. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to have Ryan go to John 14, 15, <laughs> while I'm sharing uh, question number five. Uh, what five things are God's people to keep? Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 17 uh, we are to keep, uh, basically, to walk in his ways, number one. Number two, keep his statutes. Number three, his commandments. Number four, his judgments. Number five, hearken to his voice. Hearken to his voice. So what came to my mind uh, is John chapter 14, verse 15 with Yeshua. So once again, one of them is to keep his commandments. So look, let's... Listen to Ryan and, and what Yeshua says in regard so this, to commandments. So these, uh, these are in red letters, and this is John 14, 15. It says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. Wow. You know, it's been said in the Day Sanitated Bible, and probably you can count them for yourself. There's a thousand, at least a thousand commandments in the New Testament. Like we're commanded to love. I thought there was love. only two. Love we are God commanded to love. And love your neighbor. There's more commandments in the New Testament than the Old Testament. 613 in the Old Testament. So think about that, everyone. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I love that. We love Yeshua. Let's get into some good stuff here. Uh, Question number six, what kind of people were the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 18? Uh, Is this the segula, so uh, peculiar? That's right. A peculiar people. Now, it's segula. It means wealth. It means God has made Israel his own unique possession. Hmm. Remember, if you hear his voice and keep his covenant, you will be above all people. You ever heard somebody call a child peculiar? Oh, that's a peculiar child. I Listen, mean, I, I don't just know leave if my peculiar... family out of this, all right? <laughs> I don't know if peculiar is the right Segula, it means to word. shut up, meaning you, you, to, 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 to grab and to hold, you know. Um... It's like, you know, you can wear jewels and rings and necklaces, and you could have them on your fingers and around your neck, but this is actually a picture of him holding you in his hand see he's he's, like a treasure yeah he's like like got in his hand yeah so that is awesome everyone and and just think about for those of you that are grafted in uh ephesians 2 the commonwealth of israel and romans were grafted in but think about it think about it so god has made israel his own unique possession you can also find this in exodus 19 verse 5 go ahead and read deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 19 ryan and this is of course uh 
goes right along with what we were talking about, a peculiar people. All right, 2619. And to make thee high above all nations, which he hath made in praise and in name and in honor, and that thou mayest be an holy people unto the Lord thy God, as he hath spoken. Wow. High above all the nations, which he hath made in praise and in name and in honor, and that thou mayest be a holy people unto the Lord thy God. As she has spoken. That is awesome. And that's what we're seeing today. Amen. We're rising up to the occasion, rising up to the occasion. Well, right. As we start to do the five things, right? To walk in his ways, keep his statutes, commandments, and judgments, and hearken to his voice. And that's the beauty of it. And the Holy Spirit is in all of it. So let's move on to uh, what was to be built at Mount Ebal. Deuteronomy chapter 27, verses 4 and 5. This is pretty cool. An altar of stones made without an iron tool. So once again, this is where we have... Joshua's altar, mm-hmm. Joshua's altar. Okay. And the, uh, the incredible thing is, and I want to share this with all of you that Joshua's altar was discovered in April of 1980. Now, I don't think that's a, that's a coincidence. I think it was meant to be found at that time. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because it was actually covered with stones. They had to just remove the stones and the rock. And there was the altar in all of its glory and all of its archaeological truth. So it's right there, Joshua's altar. Adam Zertel was an archaeologist who was an atheist at the time. And when he found Joshua's altar, it made him a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah, because if, if yeah. Joshua's altar is real, then Joshua's real. If Joshua's real, Moses is real. That's right. And if it's Moses is real, effect, the Bible's you know? real. It's, it's incredible, you know. Uh, I had two opportunities to go to Joshua's altar, but they were both canceled and thwarted. Oh, did you ever make it? No, I did not. I saw it from a distance. Isn't the trip going this year? Yes, and I do believe they are going to go see Joshua's altar on Mount Ebal. They're going to be making a trip out there. Are you Are you going on this year's no, trip? No, I, I'm not going to go on this trip. Oh. I'm like Moses. Oh. But you know what? If you're not quiet, you know what? You're going to be Aaron. <laughs> Aaron didn't make it either, so you better watch it. Ooh. So think about it, everyone. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up, Joshua's altar being found in April of 1980, is because that's when the Hebrew Roots Movement began or started. And what was Joshua? He was an Ephraimite. So there's interesting things that are happening uh, physically, spiritually, archaeologically, you know, you know, uh, socially. But but the thing is, you know, uh, this allows me to reflect on the on the simple simple fact that in 1947, before Israel became a nation. They found the Dead Sea Scrolls in Qumran. That's right. And so with that, they found the oldest manuscripts to that date. So because of uh, the Qumran uh, discovery, you know, of the Dead Sea Scrolls, those are the oldest manuscripts of the Bible ever found. So that was in this century. So I think that's incredible. It really is. So we're going to move on here. Uh, What was to be written on the stones in Deuteronomy 27, verse 8? This is pretty cool. All the words of this law very plainly. All the words of this law very plainly. Um, Now, I'm going to have Ryan go to Luke chapter 11, verse 20, in regards to the finger of God. But let's check this out. Luke Luke what? Luke chapter 11, verse 20. 11, 20. So what was to be written on the stones? All the words of this law very plainly. And what was it written with? But the finger of God. Exodus 31, verse 18. The finger of God wrote the Torah. So there's not going to be any misunderstanding. You know what I'm saying? He's a great author. And he's the author and finisher of our faith. So the finger of God wrote the, the, the course of the Torah. Uh, so I'm going to have Ryan read uh, Luke 11:20 in regards to Yeshua and his finger. That's right. It says, But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now think about that, everyone. Think about that. If I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, the kingdom of God has come upon you. 
You know, the more obedient you are, the less familiar spirits you're going to have. It's the less demons you're going to have to deal with because your obedience brings the blessing. And, and so once you get rid of these squatters and stuff because of your obedience, you're going to see that it is incredible. Your life is going to be really, really better. It's going to be changed. So keep that in mind. We're going to move on now. What six tribes were to stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people? Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 12. So this is going to be uh, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. So remember now, there's blessings and there's going to be cursing. So what six tribes stood on Mount Ebal to curse the people? Deuteronomy 27, 13. Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. There you go. There you go. So once again, remember the high priest and he wore... The ephod. He wore the, the stones on his chest, but also on his shoulders, he had six tribes each. That's on right. Each on onyx shoulder. stones, right? Yeah. And so there you have it. Now, now Mount Ebal is not cursed, people. People think, well, Mount Ebal is cursed. No, no, no. That's where the, the cursing was pronounced if you didn't keep the commandments of God or if you would break covenant. So remember well, I that. I mean, what a cool reminder, though, that as you come into the land of God, think about it. You've got the road of the patriarchs, you know, yeah, going through that valley east, in between. West. Right in between the uh, the mountains, and that you know that you have a choice as you're walking in: follow God, and be blessed. Don't follow God, be cursed. And you know, if you look at Mount Ebal, Mount Gerizim, there's a valley there, and, and in that valley is the city of Shechem. It, it lies between these two mountains, which is the modern day city of Nablus. Uh, and in modern day city of Nablus, you can find Jacob's well and J- Joseph's tomb. Uh, this is where Joseph is buried, and it's, of course, controlled by the Palestinians today. So in order to go there, they go in by midnight with the IDF. So we're going to move on now. We're doing really, really good. Was a person cursed for removing his neighbor's landmark? Deuteronomy twenty-seven seventeen. Yes. Yes, yes. Once again, we're getting into secrecy now. We're getting into secret sin. So nobody really sees you do this, but you do it. So God God thinks that, you know, that's not the right thing to do. And that's how you become cursed is in secrecy. Your secret sins can curse you. That's, that's right. scary. That is scary. Uh, moving on now, was a person cursed for perverting the judgment on the stranger, fatherless, and widow? Deuteronomy 27, 19. Uh, yeah. Once again, a secret sin. A judge can do this. A I would say, I would given. say that you know, uh, taking advantage of those who can't help themselves uh, is a big deal. Absolutely. Know? So, think about the judicial system. You know, they can pull some things and do some things and cast a judgment. And this is, of course, uh, can be regarded as a secret sin. Uh, question number fourteen: Was a person cursed for lying with his sister? Deuteronomy chapter twenty-seven, verse twenty-two. Yep. Once again, secret sin. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to go there real quick here. Uh, and I want to go to Leviticus. Yes, you heard that right. Did you say Leviticus? Yes. I want to go to Leviticus because here's, here's what's interesting. Actually, this is what's really cool. If you look at it, the way to God is chapters 1 through 17. And then, of course... Chapters 18 to 27 is the walk with God. And anyway, chapter 18 in Leviticus, it's all about secret sins. All about secret sins. So that, that's something to think about. So we want to walk with God and get rid of our secret sins. Mm. Uh, set aside that sin that so easily besets you. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's going to be reading 
Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 26. This verse is a big deal. Uh, I think that uh, if you are on the fence about the Torah and whether or not uh, the Torah is relevant for today, here's a good verse for you. Uh, chapter 27, verse 26 of Deuteronomy. Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. So be it. So be it. So we are confirming God's word by sharing the Torah portions with you, for those of you that are listening to the podcast. Now we're going to get into Deuteronomy chapter 28, which is the blessings and the cursings. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 14, will be in regard to the blessings. But listen to this. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 68 are the cursings. All the bad things that can happen to you. So we're going to be discussing 14 verses that are a blessing, and they are really, really good. So once again, what was going to overtake the children of Israel if they were obedient to the Lord in Deuteronomy 28, verse 2? So it's all these blessings, but let me read verses 1 and 2 here. It says, um, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Wow. Hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Keep his you, covenant. You want, Ryan, Listen you wonder why voice. there's false prophets in the days in which we live. It's because people are not in his word. You know, I tell you, oh, I want a word from God. I want, And they'll, uh, they'll go to somebody or do something to get a word. And the word is in front of you in your Bible. Do you ever just hand them a Bible? You know, here, here, you want a word from God? Here's, here's a word. Here's a bunch. So this is how we know if we're all on the same page or not in the last days. This is how you can tell the false prophets apart. Right. It doesn't line up with the word of God. It'll tickle your ears. It'll give you what you want, but not what you need. So let's look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 3. Ryan's going to read that as well. That's a very powerful verse. Yep. It says, Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Wow, that is awesome. So there we go, in the city and in the country. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 10, I love this one. Question number 18, would people be afraid of the children of Israel? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, we don't have time to get into all the verses, but I will give you a couple of examples, Ryan. Balak was afraid of the children of Israel. You can find this in Numbers chapter 22, verses 1 through 3. So Balak was afraid of the children of Israel. So he wanted to call Balaam and uh, through divination and to curse them. But remember, you can't curse what God has blessed. That's right. You can only curse yourself, everyone. Remember that. God's not into cursing you. We curse ourselves. And so we got to break the line of curses through iniquity that has come down our family line. And the Holy Spirit will show you how to do that, but it's an incredible thing. So once again, Balak was afraid of the children of Israel. Also, uh, Rahab was reflecting her people inside Jericho. In Joshua chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, she said, the men's hearts have failed them for fear of Ooh. Israel. You know, even today, everyone, people are afraid of Israel. So when you're grafted in and you start sharing things and, oh, I'm, I'm an Israelite, I'm grafted in, you know, I'm a wild branch. Uh, you know, people get a little squirrely. They get a little nervous around you because, you know, it's interesting, you know, uh, even over in the Middle East, how come the, the Arabs or the Arab nations cannot take the country of Israel? I mean, there's 90 Egyptians underneath Israel right now. Why can't they just, 
Red Rover, Red Rover, and the air is right over. You know, if you look at the Jordans or if you, you know, the country of Jordan, or if you look at even Syria to the north or, or anything that's happening right now, uh, it's amazing how, how there are these countries that are surrounding Israel, they're afraid of Israel. Well, you say that, but I mean, they have tried. Yeah, they have. And failed. This is true. And that's not a good reminder. Over and over again. So I'm just bringing this to light. This is public records, everyone. Uh, question number 19. Uh, the children of Israel will be plenteous in three areas. And what are they in Deuteronomy 28.11? It'll be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy cattle, and the fruit of the ground. Wow. The fruit of thy body, the cattle, and the ground. You can't get any better than that. That covers everything. That's right. That's really cool. And uh, that's awesome. Uh Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. Ryan's going to read that, and this is very important for all of us. Once again, we're still in the blessings, everyone. Uh, still in the blessings. We, we are, and it says, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Wow. Right? Make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above uh, only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe them, to do them. Wow. This is serious stuff, folks. Uh, question number 21, from what were the children of Israel not to go aside? Deuteronomy 28, verse 14. Uh, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after gods, to go after other gods to serve them. Once again, once again, here we have it. Just don't do don't it, man. Don't go aside. Don't just, do just it. Just hit it. Just hit it. This is why he's given us the Holy Spirit. Everyone. Well, and he's given us the path. You know, it's like, look, he's, he's, don't rock the boat, you know? I mean, you're on the boat. God has given us, you know, a clear path, right? So absolutely. Just, just walk it. Oh, absolutely. Now, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we're going to be going into the curses. And these are real. I tell you, if you ever get a chance, you need to read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 68. Just go through it, and you're going to see some incredible, incredible things that, that the Lord pronounced, I tell you. So what will come upon the children of Israel if they do not listen to the voice of the Lord? Deuteronomy 28, verse 15. Now we're in the curses. That's right. So it's all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Wow. Once again, it's not good. It is not good. And once again, um, it could be a habit. It could be a habit that's been handed down. you got to break it. you got to break these curses. Question number 23 in Deuteronomy 28, 15 as well. What will overtake them in their disobedience? Again, it's all these curses. Listen, so just listen to the contrast here, right? So, but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. So here's what's interesting about cursing, right? Uh you know, everybody, you, you'll hear in, in modern uh, evangelical Christianity talking about the law as if the law itself is a curse. But there are curses laid out in the law for those that don't keep the law. This the curse is, right. is not the law. It's the charges that were against us that were nailed to the cross. Correct. So it's, that the, he took. it's the curse. Yeshua took the penalty. He took this curse for me and for you so that... Cursed is any man that hangeth on a tree. Amen. There you go. There you go. Yep. So what will heaven be like to the disobedient in Deuteronomy 28, 23? Like brass. And what does brass symbolize but judgment? Yeah. Copper, brass. And Mike made the know? point last night, Mike Cromwell, about it being like a mirror, right? And so that it just bounces right back. Your prayers just Once we do, back. yeah. Question number 25, what will the earth be like to the disobedient? Like iron. Deuteronomy 28, 23, like iron. You can't so plow think it. About that. The earth is grow. like iron. Heaven's like brass. 
you're in between. Yeah. And it's just you. Stuck in the middle yeah. with you. It's not working. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 30. Let's, uh, these are some hard times. It's kind of funny. Brass to the left of me. Iron to the right. Here I am. Stuck in the middle. Wow. You know you. what? That's, uh, that's good, Ryan. <laughs> Deuteronomy 28, 30. All right, here we go. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Wow, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Mike even brought out that those three things are in regard to not going to war or joining the army. Right. Because you just got married. You should enjoy her for a year. You just built a house. You need to enjoy that house. Or you planted a vineyard. You need to enjoy the fruit of it. Uh, so very interesting that... Uh, that uh, you'll betroth the wife and another man shall lie with her. Well, so this would be what the Bible is saying are the greatest things in life then. You know, yeah. the betroth- to have a wife, right. right? To have a house and to have a vineyard. To, or, that's or interesting. So, that's you know, Conan would not agree with that. No, but that's okay. But this is what the, the Lord is saying are the best we things. We won't ask what the three things that Conan believes no, in. No, no, we don't care about But that. anyway, we're already in trouble enough as it is in the cursing. So question number 27, what was going to appear from the sole of the foot to the top of the head of those who were disobedient? Deuteronomy 28.15, I like 28.35, I like how the King James puts this. It's, it's a sore botch. You know, from my understanding, that's like a blister. Or a boil. A boil. Yeah. And those are painful. Yeah, they are. All those are painful. I remember when I had a staph infection on, on the side of my temple here. Boy, that was painful. Mm. Um, so once again, a sore botch. That's not good, folks. We don't want sores on our bodies. Love the Lord. Ask for forgiveness for your sins. Question number 28, in Deuteronomy 28, 38, what would consume the crops after they were planted if they were disobedient? The locust shall consume it. Boy, we've seen that example, haven't we, in the plagues, in the story of uh, the Egyptian you know, deliverance in Exodus? Oh, yeah. The locust shall consume it. You know, they, they've got documented its public records, but locusts have swarmed in and actually eat, uh, eaten a trampoline um, and left the metal. I mean, the fibers on the trampoline. That is unbelievable. That is some serious stuff going on here. So continuing on in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 28, verse 45, I'm going to have Ryan read that verse. All right, here it says, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. Remember, Jesus is a curse breaker, everyone. Acknowledge what he has done. That's right. And be obedient. He is a curse breaker. Once again, it says, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments. This takes us back, Ryan, to Exodus 19.5. If you hear his voice, keep his commandments, you will be above all people. Or you can be just like everybody else. You know, even in in Matthew 5, I believe, uh, verse 19, it talks about those that teach the Torah and live it will be greater than those who don't teach it and don't live it. So I want to reflect on this in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 15 through 19. I'm going to read this uh, in in regards to uh, unbelief and everything. Even hearing his voice, even right now, we all need to hear his voice. Hebrews 3, 15. While it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. So we could break this down. Why are we hardening our hearts? Because we don't want to hear that. Right. We want to hear something else or, or we want to do something else. Oh, God forbid I'm hearing from God and he wants me to do this now. I've been doing this for so many years. Now he's telling me something different. 
goes on to say in verse 16, For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest? But to them that believe not, verse 19 of Hebrews 3. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Wow. Bummer. So think about it, everyone. For those of you listening to this podcast, don't you believe that you're grafted in? Are you part of the Commonwealth of Israel in Ephesians 2? Are you grafted in in Romans, like Paul says? Are you truly having a right action? Do you really believe that one day he'll take you back to the land and give you your inheritance? Yes, yes, yes. Do you believe? Yes, and yes, and yes. And we're faced with the same thing as they were faced with. They wouldn't go into the promised land, Ryan, because they were afraid for their little ones. Oh, but there's giants and there's this and there's that. You know, we could say the same thing, but there's Hezbollah and Hamas and terrorism and, and this and that. Listen, are you kidding me? You cannot be afraid. You will not go into the land. You cannot be afraid. That's all I'm going to tell you. Be not afraid. Question number 30, did the Lord promise to bring a nation from far away to destroy his people if they were disobedient? He sure Deuteronomy did. Deuteronomy 28, 49. Yes. Think about the enemies of Israel and how far they came. What about the Babylonians? What about the Persians? Or the Greeks? Or the Romans who were really far away? Uh, that could definitely be a reference to the enemies of Israel coming from a far away. All right, Deuteronomy 28, 53. Would the children of Israel have to eat their own sons and daughters if surrounded by their enemies? Yes. This has been documented, okay? Even in Josephus and the destruction of the second temple before they did all that, they, there's record of this. Josephus documents this. It, it was pretty bad. That's pretty bad, everyone. Um, question number 32 in Deuteronomy 28, 61. Could Israel's disobedience bring every kind of sickness and plague upon them? Oh, yeah. And it could be poor eating habits. You could have good eating habits and still have sickness and disease. Because he put it on you. Why? Because you're, you're, you're disobedient. And by Yeshua's stripes, we are healed. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 64. Ryan's going to read that for you. Here we go. We it know says, this is true. Yep. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, from the one end of the earth even unto the other, and there, shalt, and thou, shalt, there thou shalt serve other gods which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. Remember what I said about scattering of the seed. Jezreel was the legitimate son between Hosea and Gomer in the book of Hosea. He was legitimate and says God will scatter. And it talks about, even in that book, that great will be the day of Jezreel, Ryan, as he gathers us. That's going to be a beautiful day. I'm so excited. While they were in the wilderness, what two things did not wear out among the children of Israel? Deuteronomy 29, verse 5. Their clothes and their shoes did not wear wow. out. So remember, he led them cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. People wonder why they didn't get sunburnt, because they had the cloud. Yeah. I think that's awesome. It is awesome. And so once again, their clothes or their shoes did not wear out. You know, we got a brand new school year this year at my house, and I would love to be able to apply this to my children. Yeah, tell me about it. Two of them are asking for shoes. Two, 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 two sons are asking for new shoes. Ooh. So if they had been in the wilderness, I wouldn't need to. I wouldn't need to get them shoes. No. So I'm going to move on here to the very last question. Question number thirty-five: Who were the two kings killed by the children of Israel east of the Jordan? Deuteronomy chapter twenty-nine, verse seven. This is going to be Sihon, the king of Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan. 
let me encourage all of you in closing here of this particular Torah portion. And uh, I want to appreciate all of you listening and, and supporting in, in any way and sharing the great uh, opportunity for people to, to learn about the Torah. That's really what both Ryan and I are trying to do, everyone. Uh, this ain't the Nick and Ryan show. This is the Torah. This is the Torah, the podcast on the Torah. So we want to lift up the Lord and may, may all men, women, and children be drawn unto him. But but he is the Torah. He's the word made flesh. So in closing here, remember that the uh, the giants had to be slain. The enemy had to be slain on, on the east side of the Jordan River. So we have to slay our giants on this side of the pond of the Atlantic. And then we can slay the giants later. Remember that David killed the lion, and the bear, and then he went after the giant. So take care of those giants that are in your land today, in your life today, slay those giants today because you'll be slaying giants tomorrow. Amen. All right, guys. Wow. What a great Torah portion here in uh, the greatest book in the Torah, Deuteronomy, the cliff notes. What a fantastic book. I mean, just, just an amazing book. Um, and uh, in this Torah portion, I think the question for all of us today is, are we going to serve God or are we going to serve ourselves, or something or someone else? Uh, and I think the answer is obvious that serving God comes with great blessing and doing it our own way comes with just the opposite. And so it's an easy decision for me. As for me and my house, we, we serve, serve the, the Lord. Lord. Amen. So uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can reach out to me directly at ryan at topraise.net, ryan at topraise.net. Uh, you can also reach the church office here at 813-654-2222. And you can uh, watch us live stream our services every Saturday uh, at topraise.net, or you can also catch that on Facebook or YouTube as well. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just so happy. We're so thankful. You know, we've got a, uh, we're making great strides with the tour portions here, just promoting the tour, just a real basic thing. And so we just, yep, and we just appreciate you guys listening. Praise God. Have a great week.